It's uh, Tech Tuesday, so we bring in Carmi Levy for his favorite tech stories of the week. Good morning. Good morning, John. Great to be here. Well, I was on Twitter or X or whatever we're going to call it yesterday, and the ads are so low rent now. It's astonishing. And the latest people apparently to walk away are Walmart. Yeah. Uh, you know, so Apple, Disney, Sony, um, NBC, Paramount, they're all gone. Uh, and now Walmart is the latest to join the parade. This is, of course, after Elon Musk was at uh, uh, a conference. He was on stage and he basically told advertisers he used a bad word mm-hmm. um, because they they had been leaving the platform. And he basically told them to, you know, they, they can happily leave six letter of the alphabet. Um, he, you know, of course, that only ignited the firestorm even more and everyone else continued to head for the exits. Walmart is a little bit different though, um, because what they're saying, and they use some words, their spokesman said, uh, we found other platforms to reach our customers. And so it's not only that advertisers are leaving because we've been seeing this kind of behavior since Elon Musk bought the company last year, but then slowly they would sort of come back after a few weeks or a few months very quietly. Uh, here though, Walmart is telegraphing they're leaving and they're not coming back, that they They've they've taken the money that they would have allocated to X, formerly Twitter, and they are now going to put it on other platforms. And that's not going to change. That is a major step change in kind of the evolution of the platform. It essentially means that Elon Musk, this isn't just a temporary thing. This is permanent. And the company should be worried because they're not getting this revenue back. And it means that whatever the number is, last I think we saw was 60% uh, less advertising revenue than there was before he took over. Uh, That number is going to continue to spread. uh, And the bleeding is just going to continue all thanks to Elon Musk not knowing uh, how to check himself at the door. Well, and I have to say, Carmi, that I can't remember if I have ever actually spent money on something that I saw promoted on Twitter. And I will freely admit I have bought a raft of stuff based on promo on Facebook. Yeah, the quality of ads uh, on Twitter has definitely gone down as the legitimate, what we like to call tier one uh, vendors have gone away. Uh, and, you know, at, from a cybersecurity perspective, I'm always recommending people be very wary of the ads that you see on social media, because oftentimes the, the links that take you back will have a whole bunch of things embedded in them. Sometimes it's just to sell you stuff that you don't want, but in many cases, uh, there's a much more sinister aspect to it. So uh, that landscape on uh, X has definitely gotten worse in recent months and there's uh you know as as the legitimate ones leave the non-legitimate ones tend to bleed in which makes it more dangerous for everybody else okay so who wants to tax netflix <laughs> uh, well, uh, uh, interestingly, so the federal government is uh, having consultations on Bill C-11, the Online Streaming Act. That's the act that would force companies like Netflix and Spotify and Amazon, anyone who operates a streaming platform, to pay into Canada's cultural landscape much the same way that traditional uh, broadcasters, filmmakers, uh, content producers do. And so Netflix had its turn talking to the committee last week, and they basically said, we don't want, we're already paying enough. They say that they pay, they spent $5 billion in Canada uh, over the past five years, uh, which is more in this country than they do in any other country on a per capita basis. And they say they've paid enough. They don't want to pay anymore. They're not threatening to leave. They still make way too much money here, but they are saying that if the government does want to make streamers pay their fair share, it shouldn't be any more than 2% of annual, annual revenues, much the same uh, kind of level or limit that they see in other countries. So, basically they're saying uh, 
will pay if you make us pay under this new law that's coming. But we're not going to be happy about it. And uh, we're going to grumble a little bit because, uh, you know, we want to maximize our profits and keep our shareholders happy. Well, it's been a while since I looked at my account, but uh, we do pay HST on our Netflix subscription, don't we? Yeah, that was a recent change because for the longest time, obviously, because it was an American uh, a company and there were no rules uh, that forced taxable accountability for them. All of the money essentially went south of the border, but that changed. I think it was earlier this year. I'll have to double check that. But slowly but surely, we are seeing governments get wise to the fact that technology companies move into a market and in the absence of laws that force them to be accountable to pay their, their fair share, uh, they basically scoop up all the revenue and then, you know, run back and don't contribute back. That is slowly changing. We're seeing that change with Bill C-18, the Online News Act, uh, and we are now seeing it. It will change hopefully sometime next year when this is finally enacted with Bill C-11, the Online Streaming Act. This next headline is a mystery to me, so I'll let you unpack it. Doritos creating AI software to mute the sound of crunching chips. I thought the crunch was part of the fun. It is. But then, of course, you know, when, for example, you're playing uh, with in a collaboration game or collaborative game with your friends, you can't hear each other, give each other instructions because you're too busy munching Doritos. So that does make a lot of noise when you're when you're using your headset. Uh, I have firsthand experience. Don't ask why. Uh, they created an app. They, it's called Doritos Silent. And uh, they, they worked with a software developer in Brooklyn. Uh, and basically what it is, is it uses artificial intelligence. They trained it by listening to 500 people crunching on Doritos. Uh, and then they were able to create a data set of 5,000 crunch sounds. And then they trained it to tell the difference between those crunch sounds and what it sounds like when people are talking. So uh, you use this this app. It's, it works only on Windows for now, but anything with uh, with a mic will work. So you're, you're, you're generally gaming on your computer anyway. Uh, it will listen for the sound and then it will cancel out the crunching. So it basically means you can put your headset on, you can play your game, and you can chew Doritos to your heart's content and your friends will still hear you. The interesting thing is this also works on video conferences. So if you insist on eating Doritos or even <laughs> vegetables or other foods that make noise uh, while you're having a video conference with your colleagues, which I don't recommend that, please, for the love of all that is good, don't. But if you must, you can use Doritos Silent to essentially block the sound. It doesn't block the visuals, though, and I speak from experience. That is enough to induce nightmares. But I do find this... There we go. <laughs> I find it fascinating that this is basically noise-canceling technology, but for specific sounds. So the future of this could be fascinating. And in particular, I think about noise-canceling headphones, and I think about people with hearing disabilities and how we could change hearing aids incredibly uh, powerful technology and incredibly uh, beneficial in a whole lot of ways. Noise cancelling technology, of course, uh, is almost like a like a giant umbrella. It addresses everything and it treats all sounds the same way. What Dorito Silent and other apps and software uh, like it do is they they take specific types of sound and they use artificial intelligence to almost tune that those sounds either in or out. So it does have massive applications for hearing aids and other assistive technology. 
technologies. In fact, we are seeing reports that Apple is working on these technologies that they will then incorporate into uh, AirPods that you already own. So, in you know, they're thinking rather than having to pay thousands of dollars for a proprietary pair of uh, you know hearing aids, you can use uh, AirPods that you buy for a few hundred dollars, and with a software update, they can do pretty much what uh, hearing aids do, but also in a very tuned AI-driven way. So this is going to have huge applications, going to reduce cost, and it's also going to open up this technology to a lot more people, which from where I sit, all good. Just in time for when I'm going to need him, I think. <laughs> a friend of mine got hearing aids, says it was the greatest decision he ever made, but his hearing aids also have Bluetooth, so he can answer the phone by tapping his ear. <laughs> Love it. Sounds very AirPod-like, but uh, absolutely. And, and I think it, it'll go from something that is, you know, you have to go to a doctor, you have to get a prescription. Um, you know, it, the, the, my mom has hearing aids and the, the expense is just off the charts. Uh, and it's they're very fiddly and fidgety and she's not very tech savvy. So she has a lot of trouble with them. I would like to think that something that is simpler, that has Bluetooth built into it, that kind of works like a piece of consumer electronics uh, would be a lot easier. And a lot more people would take advantage of it. Uh, and especially, you know, hearing. We're living longer. Our hearing is more, more impacted. Technology can resolve this for us if we let it. Thank you, sir. Thanks, John. That's Carmi Levy, our tech expert.